Hello, good people upon the planet of Earth. Welcome to You Are Worthy, the podcast where upon which we speak of feelings, emotions, and all of things in between of them. My name is Michael Mookie Blakelock, otherwise known of Lil Mookie B, comedian, podcaster, influencer, person who is learning to advocate for myself. Welcome upon today's podcast episode. What I'd love to speak of you here today is that of the idea of masculinity and manliness. I think that we as a society have sort of a specifically particular idea of what a typical man should look of and act of. Like if I asked most of you, what is a man to you? Probably most of you would say like, a man is like large and strong, like wearing of a flannel shirt and jeans and boots, or perhaps even like a three-piece suit of tie. He's got, like, a beard of some type of facial hair. He's very confident and can fix of things around the house and things made of wood. Um, He makes a lot of money and pays for everything for women. He knows a lot about sports and cars and beer. He never cries, and he always has his emotions tightly wrapped together and stored away. And is very brave, and is very angry, and sometimes will fight someone. Like, that kind of description. And this is very interesting of me, this idea that you all have of masculinity and manliness. Because, and this is just my deeply held belief, I think what society has deemed of as manliness, as what a man should be presented as, is actually quite narrow, and dare I say, even wrong or incorrect. I think this picture of masculinity that we have upon our memories, upon our brains is that of what we have been peddled by that of movies and TV and musicians at large. Media, I guess you would call all of those things. Because I think we are, and this is rather unfortunate of me to reveal this to you, we are living in a male or man-dominated society where men seem to want to take all of the spotlight with manliness and be the hero of society's stories. But I am here to tell you, as a man myself, and I'm speaking mainly to the men here, so women, you can do whatever right now, although it will probably be impressive for you to hear this, we need to change the way we think of manliness and masculinity and what constitutes a man. In fact, we may need to throw out the entire idea completely with the baby and the bathwater. Because the truth is, is that masculinity is a spectrum, a curve, if you will, a long series of different things of which a thing can be. And I think when it comes down of it, manliness is all in the perception of the eye of the beholder. That is to say, the person upon whose eye is doing of the looking and the beholding. Yes, a man can be a strong, successful, brave, good at sports and fixing things type of person. But he can also be like someone who is sensitive, of example. Someone who gets scared sometimes, or all the time even. Somebody who maybe can be vulnerable and understand of women. A man can be someone who enjoys of lighting of a candle and sinking into a bubble bath with cucumbers of his eyes. A man can be someone who likes to eat foods not such as pork chops and stew, but that of salad and hummus. A man can be someone who doesn't know what the difference of a Phillips head and a flathead screwdriver is. 
A man can be somebody who likes music that is like slow and emotional and performed of by women. A man can watch things of real housewives. Like I could go on and on and on of examples. Maybe, just maybe, a man can even be someone who is all of these things at one time. Like me, of example. I am someone who is very brave. As displayed by the often unpopular opinions I speak of upon this podcast. But I am also someone who gets scared sometimes. Scared of people not liking those very opinions I just spoke of. Can you sort of see my clever point here? I am the type of man who can speak with confidence upon anyone I encounter in the world, but also a man who enjoys to, like, be quiet and not dominating and let a woman talk for a couple minutes. Like, I actually like to do that sometimes. And at the same time I am all of these things, I am also someone who concurrently is, like, athletic and good with tools and likes to eat steak and potatoes and loves sex with women. You know, I am someone who knows how to change a tire, but also I can cry. In front of women, even. Like, cry in front of women I am attracted to, even. And you would probably think that that would turn a woman off, but, like, it actually makes them more attracted to me to show of this vulnerability. Because our perception of what a man is, your perception of what a man is in society, is changing. And women like when a man shows of emotion. So I'm not going to stop crying in front of women. If anything, I will be crying way more in front of them. Because the public perception of men will not change unless I do that. Masculinity is whatever the man in question wants it to be, in this case, me. So how do we change of the definition of what a man is? How do we change the definition of what it is to be masculine? Well, Merriam-Webster's Dictionary defines man as an adult human male. And I don't disagree of that definition, so I don't think it needs changing. But maybe it needs something more, perhaps. Something added upon it. Perhaps it should read, Man. Noun. An adult human male. Dot dot dot. Who is allowed to have feelings. Allowed to cry. Allowed to not fit into the mold you have so created as a member of today's society and wear what clothes he wants to wear, even if it makes you uncomfortable. A man is a warrior, but not in the sense of what you are initially thinking, parentheses, see warrior, page 200 and whatever, and parentheses. They are a warrior in the sense that they fight battles every day of their mind, telling them that they are not good enough if they don't go out and fight real battles of war, shooting guns and missiles upon enemies of the state. A man is someone who can sing, sing a beautiful song without fear of being laughed at. A man is someone who can, like, go to a strip club, and when one of the strippers is like, Do you want to go into the champagne room? He's like, no, thank you. I actually love my girlfriend who is attractive, not in the conventional way that you are. A man is a man, whatever that may mean to you. I mean, could you imagine that? Being in the actual dictionary, in the actual encyclopedia? 
because I would like that very much for the sake of men everywhere who are going through the difficulty of trying to keep up an appearance of masculinity in these everyday times. I dream of one day sitting down to read through the dictionary and coming up to the section of M and scrolling past this definition as if it was nothing. Like, oh look, the next word is man, blah 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 cry, blah 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 strip club, blah 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 whatever, and then like, on to the next word. No second thought about it. Like, okay, manatee, a large sea creature, like whatever, like it's nothing. This is my dream for men one day in the future. And I want to give a shout out to all the men out there that are going through a lot right now. What people don't know is that men go through things just as others do. So I want to shout out those men. Those men with no one to turn to for fear of seeming weak. Because this world has wrongly taught our men to mask of our emotions and present ourselves a certain manly way so that we will be taken seriously of society and of people. And I am here to tell you, we can be whatever we want to be. We can act however we want to act and say whatever we want to say. And if others are hurt of that or scared of that or don't like the way in which we are just being ourselves... Well, that's their own minds brainwashed of society's teachings, telling them that we are not worthy. And as you know, since you're here listening of me, you know that that is wrong. Wow. Incredible rant. Let's start the podcast, okay? But first, of course, let's do some positiveness. Breathe with me once, will you? I want your business dreams to come true today. I want them to manifest and become real and blossom forth in front of you this day. And what I mean by business dreams is that of business and jobs. Like I want you to make money in exactly the way you want to make it. Maybe you are starting of a new business, like a bakery of some kind that makes cupcakes or like another type of store that sells things. Maybe it's like an internet business that like makes it so that you can like get a like a a cupcake or something like delivered to you. I don't know. These are your business dreams, so don't make me come up with them. So I want you to think of whatever your dream business is or your dream job to put it another way. The way that you would most want to make money and have success of. Imagine yourself in that corner office, wearing of an expensive suit, calling of your secretary upon the intercom system to ask her to push your 10 o'clock. Imagine having a power business lunch where you save the receipt to write off for your taxes. Imagine getting home from a long day of the office, kicking off of your shoes, cracking open of a beer, and taking of a long, slow, ice-cold sip of it, knowing that you worked hard for a day of your life to bring home of the bacon. I want you to imagine your bank account balance increasing, slowly by slowly, until it's at a place where you're like, oh shit, I have a lot of money. I want you to imagine the things you'll buy with that money. Things like a house for your mother, 
That's what I would do first if I made a bunch of money. I'd buy a house for my mother. Which you may think is, like, weird of me, but I do not care. I love her, and she deserves of it. Now I want you to snap out of this fantasy. And come back to reality. To where you are of now as of currently this moment. Probably in a one-bedroom apartment that's too expensive and barely a pot to piss from. And I want you to accept that that is where you are at as of today. And know that we've laid the seeds of your business success for the future. That will one day blossom into a giant, beautiful tree. A tree of which you can use the wood of to build a ladder. A corporate ladder of which to climb to the top of. Because there is no shame in wanting a job. Especially of this economy. So I wish you and grant you the business dreams of your wildest fantasies. And remember, as always, these few simple things along the way. You are brave. You are strong. You are courage. You are light. You are beautiful. You are loved. You are worthy. With Little Mookie B. Okay, and welcome to interview time upon the podcast. My guest today is a life coach, and you might be saying, "Little Mookie B, this is right up your alley," and of course it is. And and some even call me of a life coach, you know, because of the life advice, of course, that I bring. And you know, sometimes a life is not something that is that easy to navigate or to comprehend or to move day to day, day by day, and we need outside help, you know, such as therapy, such as coaching, such as tapping of our foreheads and chests and things like that, which is another therapy technique, which I is another thing for another podcast. But my guest today is is a life coach. She coaches people through, you know, events of their life, things they may, may need help of, um, relationships and such like that. And, um, you know, I, I think that you're going to find that we actually have quite a good rapport here on the podcast today, and you'll find out why soon. Uh, my guest today is life coach Annabelle Plants. Annabelle, welcome. Hi. It's nice to see Hi. you. Yeah, it's okay to see you. Um, it's been a while. I, I was maybe going to save this, but I'm sort of, you and I have a bit of a, of a history. Yeah. Um, yeah, we do. We do. We went on a few dates. Yeah, a few. I I would say I would even classify it of a small handful. Um, sure. It, I mean, it, it depends on the size of the hand you're thinking and how much space a date takes up in the palm of your hand, which Yeah, and of course the items that you are picking up, but you know, you could pick up a handful of pebbles is a lot more pebbles than say a handful of baseballs. That's right. That's that's true. So, but I would say we our 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 sort of uh, whirlwind romance sort of to, was a handful of grapes in which you could probably fit seven or eight of them in your hand. Would you agree with me on that? I really wouldn't. And it's interesting to hear you say seven or eight because, to my mind and my recollection, I would not classify what we engaged in. I wouldn't say we dated. I would say we went on a few dates. And to my mind, that constituted three or four dates. 
you know, with the mm. label date. So it's interesting to me that you say seven or eight, and I'm curious why you think like as twice as many as what I said. You know, it, it all depends on, and of course, everyone is entitled to their own definition of anything. Uh-huh. But you know that we did see each other um, in the same space at least seven or eight times, and of course. You know, when you say dating isn't dating, but you said we went on dates, which is kind of like what's confusing me a little bit. But uh-huh. look, we're not necessarily here to talk of this, and perhaps we should put a pin of this and and come back of it later. Okay. And talk about you and your life coaching because okay, this is a big opportunity for you here to be upon my podcast, and it was so nice to reconnect with you, right? And and provide this help for you. Well, yeah, I mean, my business is actually doing really well. I don't necessarily need the help, but um. I'm happy to come on your podcast and talk about what I do, if that's helpful for you, you know, and and your listeners, you know, if your listeners maybe need some life coaching. What I do, my approach to life coaching is, I always say this, mornings are the first parts of the day. Mm. And a lot of people neglect to structure their mornings in a way that leads them to be the most productive they can be, you know? So my life coaching is specifically only with morning routines. So, so you're saying that, that a person's life, a person's day starts at the beginning of the day. That's right. That's, that's what I've always said. And that's kind of the philosophy behind what I do. Mornings are the day, and you can't deny that. When you, when you are asleep and you wake up, most of the time it's in the morning. Now, you know, and you can, but you can like extend that definition to if you're, if you work a a late night shift or whatever, then your morning is 6 p.m. You know, that's fine. It doesn't have to be necessarily when the sun is up. It's whatever, you know, when your day starts, that's when your day starts. And that's where we begin. Sure. So, so we're not seeking of the morning. We're letting the morning seek us. Right. As, and as I said before, very smartly, you know, anyone can have any definition of anything. And so that like, yes, if you are a person who works of a graveyard shift, digging of a ditch, burying of bodies and things of that, and you wake up at 5 PM, then that is your morning. And there's a certain routine that there is to do to set you off on a good uh, day to have. That's right. Yeah, that's the that's the point. And so basically what I do is I curate and construct and tailor a morning routine that will get you going in the direction you want to be going in your life. And I do that, you know, for a really low cost. It's so affordable. There's payment plans compared to what other life coaches charge, what I charge. It's not that much. You know, you can really You could wrap your mind around giving me that much money to make a morning routine for you. And that's what I do. Would you, would you want to say upon the airwaves what it costs? $50,000. Wow. And that's for how much, how many sessions or what, what's the, what's the, what do you get for $50,000? You get a morning routine. Does that come as in an email or are you taking of a class? How does this person get this routine? So do you know the application pages? Do you have a Mac? Uh, no, I have a Dell, but... Um, okay, well, do you have like Microsoft Word? Um, I have 
Google Docs. Is that the same thing? It can be. You can export any document to any form. So what I do is I make a morning routine via pages and then I export it. I can export it to PDF. I can export it to JPEG. I can export it to Excel. I um I actually I don't think I could do Excel, but but anyway, it can go any it it can come to you in any form that's easiest for you, but I will curate a morning routine for you based on your goals. Okay, so so there so people are contacting you ahead of time and saying these are my goals and you're specifically curating it to 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 their specific needs. That's exactly it. That's right. And of course, you know, I, I would say, and I always admire hustle. I say that upon the podcast and people who listen to the podcast know how much I admire hustle and, you know, charging a $50,000 may seem excessive, but you're giving someone a morning routine that they can then use for every day of the rest of their life. That is exactly what it is. So the more days you are using it, the more, the less it is per unit. That's exactly it. So it's actually 10 cents a day. If you live to be a hundred. That's right. And you will, if you adopt this morning routine, because it's, guess what? Guess what? It's also health focused. It's going to give you longevity in your life. I love that. What, so if I were to say, um, give you some of my, some of the goals that I have, could you curate a morning routine for me? Mm. I mean, I don't mean necessarily, I mean, here, hypothetically on the podcast, or, or are you not wanting to sort of give it away for free? <laughs> well, it's uh it is sort of a, I mean, it would take me a lot longer than just, you know, right on the spot, come up with something, but let's try it. Yeah. Tell me what's a goal you have in your life right now. What's something that you are is working towards or aspiring towards? I would like for one of my podcast episodes to end up upon a list of AV Club or Vulture. Okay. Of like best, you know, this 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 was one of the best podcast episodes of the year or something of that. Okay. I really 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 want that badly and I'm ex- I'm exceptionally um upset that I haven't gotten it yet. Mm. So that that would be something I really would want. That would be number 1 of, of my list probably. Oh, okay. Well, so what I would say, I mean, that's super specific, Mm -hmm. but what I would say is, okay, what time do you generally wake up right now? Well, let's see. Um, I usually, I've been getting up lately, sort of my internal clock has been going off around 7am every day. Oh, wow. And I don't usually go to bed until about 2 a.m. because like I'm so wired and like because of, of course, I have anxiety. I have the disorder of anxiety. And so I'm extremely tired all day long. Not that this is something that you would need or information that helps you at all. But I do wake up of 7 a.m. and I usually go to bed around 2 or 3 a.m. Well, I will say this. First of all, I'm really impressed with your self-awareness. Thank you. I've been working on it. And that it shows, it really shows. Um, And second of all, I'm concerned about the fact that you're not getting that much sleep. It sounds like you're getting like three hours, four hours. Mm -hmm. And so I would work towards maybe sleeping more longer, like 
eight eight to nine is what's recommended. Okay, and this is advice for my morning routine. Yeah, I mean, it, well, let me let me ask you this: in the morning, what were you when you get up in the morning? What were you just doing? What do I do when I wake up in the morning? No, no, no. When you wake up, what were you just doing before you wake up? I was. What were you doing? Oh, okay. So sort of a trick question. I was sleeping. That's right. That's it. That's right. That's it. Oh, so you're saying the the, the the transition of into the morning is still, you know, an important element that you need to know of in the morning routine. I see. I, I see. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so it does play into it. So then what I would say next for you, first address your sleep length of time. And then I would say, what sort of things do you wear to bed? Um, I usually wear of the of the underwear briefs that I've been wearing all day long. That's your first problem. You've you've done it. You've sabotaged yourself. You're never going to make one of those lists. Not not like that. Oh no. You're done. You're toast. It's over. Just because of the clothing. See, this is this is really interesting stuff that I didn't know of. By just the clothing that I'm wearing, I'm holding myself back of a giant goal of mine. That's right. Well, what what should I be wearing to bed then? You should be wearing a tuxedo. Okay. Not the the last thing I would have thought of, which is why it's interesting to have you here. Yeah. I mean, I listen, this is what my clients pay for. And I don't want to give too much away because this is just... Are you providing the tuxedo as part of your... I'm wondering if this is why it's very expensive for your services. Do I tailor make tuxedos, custom make tuxedos for my clients? Is that what you're asking? I, I'm wondering where the tuxedos come from. Do you provide them? Are you telling the, your clients to go out and get their own tuxedo? Are are your female clients also I wearing a tuxedo know. to bed? Yes, women and men can all wear tuxedos, and I do happen to, and I do happen to also run a, a tuxedo and luxury uh, evening wear design shop as well. And and you can come to me and get a custom made tuxedo. But you don't have to if you want to get it from somewhere else and not guarantee you're going to have the best results. You could do that too. Dress for how you want to feel when you wake up, right? So if your internal clock goes off at 7 a.m. and you wake up and you're in a tuxedo, what are you going to do? I'm probably going to get up and start acting as if I'm at a, an important event. Now you're getting it. Ah, as if my day mm -hmm. is the important event. Mm -hmm. Wow. Exactly. exactly. That's incredible. Every day is a $10,000 ticket charity event that you are going to, that where you're going to rub elbows with the stars. You know, it's whatever your fantasy life is. It, it, without a doubt, it includes formal wear. And that's why you need to be wearing that when you sleep. So, so it's as if I'm waking up and I'm on the red carpet of the Variety's top 10 comics to watch party in Montreal, which is something, which is a list I've never been included on for some insane reason. But Well, yeah, this will get you, I think uh, uh, you'll start, you will at least start acting like you deserve that sort of, 
acclaim and that sort of validation. And that is one step that we would take. So I see now why it was such a concern of you for, for sleep, because you're saying it's not wake up and start the routine. It's start the routine, wake up. It that yes, yes, yes. I mean, that that's it. And if you want to learn more, you can just go to annabelleplants.gov and there you'll find all of my, you can, you know, contact information. I have a book website that you can, it's not a book, but it is a, I basically, you go to my website and you, all the info, it's, it reads like a book. Annabelleplants.gov. So your government funded and recognized? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I mean, here's, here's my mantra. And this is what I always say. You are your own Senate. You are your own Congress. You are your own president. You are your own state representative. You are your own city council member. And, and that I reflect that in my website. Um, I went to godaddy.com and I got the domain annabelleplants.gov.com. So there is a .com on, on the end. So it's annabelleplants.gov.com. Annabelleplants.gov.com. I love that. And, and you know, we, we, I, I, of course, you know, something I learned in therapy and I've said upon this podcast before is you have to advocate for yourself. Sometimes you have to be a one man, a one woman government in, you know, to run the country of your life. Right, and and right. that's what I really feel. You know, it's interesting of me, you saying all this, because like, I remember, and not to be, you know, of too much personal here, but like, I remember uh -huh. the one time you stayed over at my place and you didn't have much of a morning routine. So it's nice to see how sort of you've evolved in that sense and you know really gotten yourself a routine because i remember that morning you woke up and you kind of just like like kind of picked all your clothes up and like sort of like put them on and like left really quietly and sneakily and it's like well, that is my morning routine so that's your specific catered routine so whether or not there's somebody that you've shared a bed with you're waking up and sort of sneakily putting on your clothes and like leaving without saying goodbye to someone that's very interesting that that's yours yeah, that's my routine because my day is my own and I don't ever want to start my day being beholden to someone else. Mm. And so when I sneak out and I don't say goodbye to my bedfellow, that's a way of me taking my day for myself and not not letting it be governed by whoever I'm next to. And it's interesting that you bring up what you remember when when we were together for a night is earlier that night when we ate at Chili's. Um, and it's so great to hear that you're going to therapy because sure, yeah. I definitely think it should be addressed, needed to be addressed. There were multiple times throughout that dinner that you asked me to smell your fingers. Do you remember that? Um, vaguely. I think it might've just been, cause, cause we, I remember we went to a restaurant and we sort of didn't like the food there. Do you remember that Chili. word? Chili's. Yeah, Chili's, right. Yeah. We went to there and I was just sort of like, you know when you like eat chips there and like the chips smell stays on your fingers for like a long time? I think that's might have been what I was doing. I've never had that thought in my life about chip smells 
stain on my fingers for a long amount of time. And I well, thought they, it do, was, they do like the homemade sort of like fresh fried tortilla chips and it's sort of like the grease gets on your but fingers. I was sitting but it's like no matter right how many times you wash your hands. With you uh-huh. and you and so I also had that chip on my fingers. So why did I need to smell your fingers? Because you weren't when I initially asked you to smell your own fingers, you didn't do it. <laughs> And you were like, no, it's like tickling yourself. You can't smell your own fingers. And I was like, well, then smell mine. And so like. I'm Look, I get no joy out of smelling my fingers. Maybe some people do. Maybe some people think it's really. And I don't expect you to, but. Right. Well, and I, I just think, I just knew, I'll say this. I just knew at that moment that. I wasn't sure if we were going to work out and little did I know that was the tip of the iceberg because, mm-hmm. Oh, you agree? No, I'm just, I'm just saying that acknowledging that I hear what you're saying. I don't agree, but go ahead. <laughs> you don't feel like you don't feel like the night got just exponentially worse as it went on. No, I didn't know you felt that way at all. Please explain of me. And of course I am here to, I am able to take of criticism, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that's something I have been able to work on of myself. And of course I want to look at past relationships of mine. I want to see the mistakes that I've made of and try and correct of them. I mean, what you're saying sounds insane to me, but go ahead and we'll try. Okay. Okay. Well, so after we finished our meal, we went out into the parking lot. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And we had met there. Do you remember that? That we drove separately and we had met there. Right. And we were we were saying goodbye. Yeah, I was I remember you pulled in and I was sit I was sitting in the I was standing in the empty spot next to mine because I wanted you to park next to me and I was waving. And I was like, park here, park here. That I thought you were just waving hello to me. I did. I I didn't. I couldn't. Oh no! You actually why. drove by me once, and it like I I wait. I had to wave harder so that you could see where I was because I wanted us to park next to each other. Just sort of. I, why? Why gesture. is that important? Why is that? It's important? A, I feel like, I feel as though it's a romantic gesture to park our cars next to each other. Why did you think it was a romantic gesture to slash my tires? Because when I got to my car after the dinner. Right, and we went. We went to our separate cars. You think I did that? And you think I slashed your tires, and that it was not nice of me that I then gave you a ride back to my place. Wait, that's rude. That, that phrasing, that phrasing, <laughs> was a mess. I do think you slashed my tires so that you would look like the hero when you gave me a ride back to your place which also was like i maybe i just wanted to go home and you gave me a ride to your place are you accusing me of slashing your tires when simply all i did was go and take a dump for 30 minutes in the middle of the dinner i whatever because that's all i was doing really then why did you go outside to take a dump to use your phrasing because i didn't why did you go as a, cur- as a courtesy the to the cleaning staff you thought it would be more courteous to go and poop just out in the parking lot where patients yeah well i care of essential it. workers but essential workers i feel like we're getting i feel like we're getting off on a tangent here so you think i slashed your tires and i didn't but go ahead Okay, and so then uh, you came over and were like, oh, your tires are slashed. That's so wild. And gosh, do you want a ride? 
And I said, well, of course I'm stranded now. And so mm-hmm. you Which gave me a ride. Courtesy, courtesy of me. You gave me a ride and I was giving you directions on how to take me home. And you drove to your place and you parked. And I said, this is not my home. And you said, oh, well, I just, out of habit, I just came to my home. Okay. First of all, I just want to say, like, the directions you were giving me were, like, so confusing. How, I said left, I said right, I said straight. What was confusing? Just that, like, I, it, you're, like, it was, like, a part of town that, like, I've never been to. So it's, like, left where? Right where? Straight where? Well, then, so we get there, and, and then I think, you know what? You know what? Maybe, maybe I judged you, maybe. Yeah. I would like to have, you know, a nice moment with you. I would like to, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go hang out. Let's, I would love to see your place. I would love to explore. Let's go hang out. So I come around to it, right? And we go up to your apartment. Mm -hmm. Because at that point I had been actually quite charming. And so you were sort of like, yeah, like, why not give it a try? Like exactly what you just said that I'm repeating. And you open the door to your apartment and you said, sorry about this. And you stepped over a fish. There was a fish on the floor. And I was okay. Okay. I'm listening. Do you see how someone who is interested in you romantically and maybe wanted to go up there and maybe, you know, get to know each other a little bit more intimately, how that would feel off-putting to have to step over a fish that's on the ground. Do you understand why I, why I'm saying that the tip of the iceberg was when you asked me to smell your fingers? Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to have empathy of you in this situation. Um, I mean, did you trip over the fish? So it was there and you easily stepped over it. And again, I, and I'm not trying to say that you are, are, are not entitled of your feelings. And you, of course, you are allowed to feel any way you feel. It's just sort of like, you know. And of course, I'm here to take accountability and responsibility of my actions in this scenario, too. But I just want to be clear of like, it's not like you walked in and then I threw a fish at your feet and knocked you over with it. Do you know what I mean? Like there was just a fish on the floor. You stepped over it and then the rest of the the night was fine. The rest of the night was not, was not fine. And, and there shouldn't be, where do fish belong? Fish belong in water, right? There should not be a fish on the floor. It, it smelled strange and, and, I had so many questions about how that fish ended up there. I didn't know if this was a pet that that had this. You never addressed it, which I thought was incredibly strange. And of course, if you had questions, you were, of course, you know, I am an open book. You're, you're of course, allowed to oh, ask Really? Because I like, did I ask you. I can't read up your I mind. I did ask you. And every time I would say, hey, what's going on with the fish? You would look into my eyes and say, la, 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 la. Like you would sing over me whenever I tried to ask you a question specifically about the fish. Hmm. Do you not remember that? 
I remember singing of a song in a romantic way, but I don't know if it was that. And then I might not have heard a couple of your questions just because like I had gone outside to take another dump, but like that's. And that's, that's the other thing to not use the facility. And that's as a courtesy to my cleaning lady. But to not use your own facilities, it just raises a lot of red flags. It's just, I'm just, I was, there were so many things that were just so confusing. Well, why don't, why don't you ask me those questions now that you want to, let's, let's, let's sort of right the wrong that's been wrong okay. here. You know what I Great. mean? Like, let's, let's go back to this night and, and we'll get back to life coaching at some point probably, but let's go back to this night, this night that you seem to have had discomfort of, and I, and I do respect of your feelings of that. And let's say we're walking in the door you see a fish on the floor and you have questions. I want you to go ahead and ask of them. And I want you to know that I am making you a promise now that I will answer of them. Honestly, do you believe, do you trust me of that? Yes, I do. Because this is the time where, 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 you know, the part of my podcast is, you know, to, to, to have accountability of myself. And I do admit that I've made, if I've made mistakes of the past. And so I would like to, to make right of these mistakes. So if you would like to ask me questions about the fish on my floor, now is the time. Okay. Why is there a fish on your floor? Was there a fish on my floor? <laughs> Do you see what you just did? Do you see what you just did? Well, I'm just being honest right now because I'm like having like a vague sort of foggy memory of it. But okay. So we, I, I just, earlier in the, was it a whole fish? Was it a whole fish or was it like a slab of like like salmon, a like, a, like a fillet? Fish. It was a whole fish. Okay. And it was just, it was like, it looked like it had been placed there very carefully. It was right when you open the door. If you didn't look, you would step on it for sure. Okay. So here's, okay. So I, I'm remembering vaguely now why there was a fish on the floor. Okay. I'm going to tell you honestly. So at the time I had been like not doing so well of my comedy and acting career and i had of debt collectors coming after me and i did not you know i had a suggestion of like my parents like you know they were like you need to find of a job like a day job and it's just like i cannot do that like i'm too creative for that and so i had debt collectors that i knew were coming of me coming for me and my thought was, you know, they don't have any empathy of me in my scenario on how hard, like, you know, these debt collectors don't understand that, like, of all the people that want to be in show business, only a very small fraction of them actually, like, make it out to L.A. And only a very small fraction of them, like, make it and, like, book a book of a pilot or a commercial or something. And so they were just not going to understand me explaining that of them. So what I decided to do was that if they came to my door... I was going to put a stinky, rotten fish right in front of the door. I was going to, when they open up the door, they kick in the door. They're going to smell the fish. They're going to look up. I'm going to be on the couch in my underwear, shit smeared all over me. Maybe like picking my butt or like jerking off or something. Oh, God. And they would be like, okay, uh, this guy's fucking crazy. We'll come back tomorrow. And then that's one more day of just like that headache not being there. Does that make sense to you? It really doesn't. Wow, that's weird. I explained it extremely well. You would, the, I tell you that the, actually what did make sense was you put a rotten fish in front of the door. People will be repelled by the smell. Maybe they won't knock. Right, but I, but, but what you're not 
understanding of what you're not seeing is that like I cleaned up of all the shit smeared on the wall and stuff. And it's like, oh, that I is, accidentally left him a fish there. Where you lost me is the the you you covering yourself in poop and then and then I don't know how you would get into the mental headspace to then jerk off when you're covered in your own fecal matter. Oh, that's not super hard for me. And it's on the walls around you. Right, but I cleaned of that up because I knew that possibly I was going to take you to my place after this date of chilies. Wait, so, okay. So before I walked in that door and saw that fish, previously that day, there had been poop on the walls? Yes, but I cleaned of it is like what you're not understanding. What was there was there was there shit on the walls when you walked in? It's basically like I did everything I could to make my place spick and span and I like and you're like on my back about like forgetting about a fish. See, this is why and this is, you know, you preface this with now is our a time to make amends, right the wrongs of the past. Right, right. And and so all I did was ask you why there was a fish on the floor and you got very mm-hmm. defensive about it honestly and have even sort of turned it back around on me do you do, do you see you made me the bad guy when it was you who let it left the dead fish on your floor and, and, and i'm sorry that that's your perspective on this um i i'm trying to just make sure that like all the facts are out of the table before we Make out of the a drawer? conclusions uh, out, out of out, out, out a of a drawer out of, in the table out, out on the table of wherever of course they are hiding these facts because they seem to be sort of elusive at the moment but i just want to make sure that all the information everyone needs to know that i need to know that you need to know that the listeners need to know is out on the table so that we can then make informed decisions by having of that information and that's all I'm trying to do of here. I'm not trying to make okay. you uncomfortable or okay. make it sound that it's uh, that it's your fault. Well, then what followed? Then what followed was the best sex of my life. All right. I'm glad you were brave enough to say that upon the podcast. Well, I'm. You know what? I'm shocked. I said it because I really had to grapple with that the next day. Of like, do I want to get involved? with this person who I do not understand. I just, on a, on a very fundamental level, I don't understand this person. However, we had an incredible physical chemistry with each other. So there must have been something along the way that, you know, triggered in your brain, like, I am attracted to this guy. And like, I will spend the night with him. You know what I mean? Like, and you're right. It feels like we're, it feels like we're focusing on everything that I possibly did wrong. And I don't know, maybe there's some stuff I did right along the way. Well, there must've been because I did choose to, to stay with you. When I think about that night, it's a mixture of confusion and disgust. Mm-hmm. And just the memory of pleasure. And I don't know what to do with all of that. You know, those are conflicting things. And I think, I think I really just, you know, as you recall, we didn't go on many dates after that. Do you remember that? Yeah. 
I remember that was sort of the beginning of the end. And I remember sort of, you know, texting you the next day, like 10 or 15 times before you answered and just being like, Hey, that was really fun last night. Like we should do it again. Like, you know, like we should skip chilies this time and just like go to the other part and like kind of thing, sort of thing. And, um, uh-huh. you know, I just was sort of getting no response. And of course, you know, sometimes when you don't get a response of someone, it's just like, they're just busy, but it was sort of like, I didn't really believe it at the time that you were busy. And so I kept texting and texting and texting. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. I, here's where I will take responsibility. I'm sorry that I did not respond ever to you. And I'm sorry that I never responded because you did deserve a response. I should have let you know. I should have let you know. I I really appreciate the the courage that it took to come on here and admit that of me and apologize of me. And I I really do appreciate you. And you're welcome to do it back to me because I I did step up and I did apologize to you. So, and I would love an apology from you. And I believe you. And I believe that is only fair. So I I, I do want to apologize of you. I do want to issue an apology of you. And, um, you know, I am sorry that the chips at Chili's linger on your fingers for such a long time. I should have chosen a different restaurant. That's no, we should have gone to BJ's brew house. Like I had originally suggested that's not the apology that I'm that's not the apology I'm looking for. I'm looking for you to apologize for asking me to sniff your fingers in the first place because it's it's strange and it put me on edge. Okay. Like I took responsibility for my behavior. You can take responsibility for your behavior, which I, I think would be great. I understand that. Okay. I am sorry. I have of deepest apologies towards you for, um, you know, putting you in a position of something that I should have had the waiter do, which is smell my fingers. Because it's not, it's, it actually, you're right, it is not your responsibility the way that the chips smell. It's the responsibility of the staff who make the chips. And I should have screamed at one of them. I think the issue is you asking people to smell your fingers is the issue. People don't want to smell other people's fingers unless they want to. But I, that seems rare to me. I'm wondering if you just didn't grow up in a family of origin where finger sniffing was a regular thing. Okay. How about this? Can you apologize to me for leaving a dead fish in the entryway? And then, and then pretending like it was like I was crazy for thinking that was weird. Can you apologize to me for that? Sure. Um, I apologize that I didn't have success in show business immediately. Okay. And had debt collectors coming after me. I, I'm just no, no, no. But, but, but honestly, I'm just trying to understand. Like, I'm just trying to understand. Like, what you're trying, like. Here, I I'm, talk, I'm, talking, I'm, just, I'm just trying to make sure to understand that, like, what I just want to understand. I will what you're say it about. for you. You know, what? I'll say it for you, and you can just repeat exactly what I say, and that will be it. Okay, ready? Okay. Okay. Annabelle. Annabelle. I'm sorry that I left a fish in the entryway of my apartment. I'm sorry. Well, what was the rest of it? I'm sorry that I left a fish. I'm sorry that I left 
a I actually have to go I have to go take a dump really quick. Okay, you know what? I Qu- quickly I have to go. Please don't do this with me. I have to go outside. Go to your bathroom. It's locked. All right. You know what? Okay, I'll I'll hold it so so you get your apology. Annabelle, I am sorry that I left of a fish where you were walking in the doorway of my apartment and that you um, didn't like of that and thought that that was, I guess that was inconsiderate of me to do that and not think of your feelings about like what you would like to smell and step on when you come into my apartment. I should have had candles and a nice soft rug, but instead I had a fish and no candles. So look, you know what? I, I, I'm man enough to admit of when I was, when I did something wrong. And I hope that you can take of my apology and 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 consider it and let it make you perhaps be reattracted to me and maybe we go out on another date sometime soon. I would love that. All right. What are you doing on Friday? I have plans. You have plans? Okay. I have plans. All right. Well, um we'll we'll talk off air. Annabelleplants.gov.com is where you can get life coaching. Um, is there anything you would like to plug other than that of your life coaching? I know we. Uh... I would just uh, direct everyone to annabelleplants.gov.com if you want more information. And if you are interested in formal wear to sleep in, but that you can also wear to a ball, please check out Annabelle Plants formalwear.gov.com and you can you know submit a request for a custom piece and uh that's that's something that you can absolutely do wow wow i'm so glad you were able to come on here and and i'm so glad i was able to use my platform to help you with your business and sort of help us through some other things i mean i don't know this i I could see this podcast episode being on a list honestly and uh and uh if if those of my listeners out there are looking for a morning routine then you need no further than listen to this podcast episode i think you'll get what you need of it that's right annabelle plants it's um it's it's so nice to see your face <laughs> it's nice to see yours do you, do you feel worthy yeah. all right i love you Okay, I'm going to head out. Hello, little sweetie Mookie. This is Jimby. Um, It's a beautiful Wednesday afternoon, um, and yet I'm conflicted. Um, I have a few old friends in my life that has been obviously hard to reconnect with them during the quarantine, and I feel like I'm struggling to figure out if, if they are still my friends if uh, these insecurities about them actually caring about me are real um, or if they suck, maybe they just suck. Um, So I'm feeling all sorts of ways um, on a particular group of my old friends. Wondering if you have any advice. Thank you, Mookie. I'm from Chicago, by the way. I should have mentioned that at the top. Hello, little sweetie Jim of Chicago, Illinois. I love that. Um, I can tell You are a true fan of mine by you saying that of me. That's very cool. Jim, you were having trouble reconnecting of your old friends during this difficult time of the world. 
And it seems as though, to me, based of what you said upon me, that you are questioning of whether or not these people even care of you, and are even your friends anymore, even. You know, I think we as people, as human beings of Earth, often think of the way others regard of us a lot. We worry that others don't like of us, and are criticizing of us behind our backs. And I'm here to tell you, little sweetie Jim, stop being so goddamn self-centered. Now let me explain of this, because I don't mean it in a bad way. That was just sort of a clever little trick to transition into what I'm going to say of you now. Kind of like a performance of a twist kind of a thing in how I'm speaking of this topic. Because I don't think that you are like a self-centered, aka selfish person by purpose. I believe that we are all self-centered some of the times. Like it is a natural thing. It is our own human nature's way of protecting ourselves. To care of ourselves and put ourselves above anyone else. Like we are our own bay, to put it in a cool way. But sometimes that self-centered nature can go beyond just taking care of ourselves and creep upon our minds, our psyche, and torture us from the inside out. Now what do I mean of this? I mean to say that when we are worried about what others are thinking of us, when we are like, oh my friends all don't care about me, they hate my ever-living guts, blah blah blah, we are assuming that they are thinking of us and talking of us all the time, 24-7 of the week. I mean, that's pretty self-centered if you ask me, which you did, and that's why I'm answering you in this way. Because in our self-centered fantasy, we are the center of everyone else's self. That is to say, we think that everyone's world revolves and evolves around us. Like, remember when your dad used to say, the world doesn't revolve around you, son? Well, consider me your dad, but I'm saying it in a nicer, less shitty way. This is all to say that your insecurities about your friends not caring about you and hating you are just your mind centering yourself around their life and not your own. Because the truth of the fact of the matter at hand is that they probably aren't thinking about you as much as you think they are thinking about you. Or maybe at all, even. And maybe that's kind of a harsh thing I just said to you that makes you angry, but I have to say it. I have sworn an oath to tell only truth upon this podcast, and this is no different of a scenario. Maybe these friends are just centering their own selves and don't have the time to reach out of you themselves to reassure of your friendship. Maybe they are having the same insecurities that you are, and they think you don't care of them anymore. And them and you are just sitting around upon your hands, waiting by the phone to ring. So why don't you, sweet Jimmy boy, be the one to pick up the phone yourself? Be the proactive one of this situation and just straight up be like, Hey friend, you're my friend. Let's hang out. And I bet if you don't get them to say, yeah, I'd like that. And then of course there is always the possibility that you are right. That they don't care of you anymore and they are no longer interested of being your friend. In which case, good riddance to you, dear friend. Or former friend, I guess now. Because a friendship is defined of two people with a mutual caring of each other. So albeit that you may still care of this person. But if they don't care of you then that's not a friendship, my dude. And they do suck, as you said. And you've now saved yourself some wasted time upon this person who does not want to send the same caring you are giving them upon back to you. 
So pick up that phone and see what happens, little sweetie pie. Another podcast in the history books. Thank you for listening and thank you for enjoying. If you would like me to answer of your life advice questions from the perspective of therapy on the airwaves, you can call me upon 424-245-5477. Again, that's 424-245-5477 and leave of me a voicemail. You can also type your questions to youareworthypod at gmail.com. Thank you of my guest, Annabelle Plants. That was something, wasn't it? I hope we reconnect. I'll, of course, keep you updated of that. Please like and subscribe of us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere else upon platforms of which you listen to podcasts. And please rate us five stars. It would mean the world to me. The sun, the moon, and the stars, of course. There are millions of stars upon the sky. I'm only asking you for five. You can follow me on social medias, at Lil Mookie B, across all platforms, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. That's L-I-L-M-O-O-K-I-E-B. You can also follow You Are Worthy Pod. Our podcast theme song is an original composition upon me, Lil Mookie B, in collaboration of Midi Keys and Maya the Garage Band drummer. Thank you for listening and keep continuing to be worthy. Okay, we're going to go unplugged on this one. Take her easy, folks. This has been a Lil Mookie B production in association of Pink Hoodie Media.